Who's doing this to you, Wanda? Wanda. 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 Another episode of Space Action Podcast. A division of Space Action Heroes, a webcomic that you can find at spaceactionheroes.com. My name is Denise Winchama, and reporting from the trenches of World War One is Chris. Chris Carson here. Is it? Is it? Car- Chris Carson here. Carson, can we? Can you hear Chris, us in that bunker? I can. I can. I can slightly hear you. I'm not really sure what's going on here. Now you might be slightly Chris discombobulated after your time travel mishap. Yeah, I am now stuck in 1842, and I can't marry her a little lamb. Her face was white as snow. Okay. That's a real good joke to the audiophiles who are listening, because that's the first recording ever made. Is ah. is is Mary Had a Little Lamb. Slick Willie. Yeah, Slick Slick Willie. Hey, this is Chris Carson, by the way, reporting live from the basement in Pickering. Yeah. The base, the, his uh, basement studio. The audio diaspora, but we finally figured out a way. We finally give, figured out a way to, yeah, to do this. And give you guys the decent recording that you beautiful people so rightly deserve. Well, at least half of decent recording. I'm sure my end is going to be a little a little more awkward, but... Uh, we can we can make do with what we got. You kind of sound like Bane a little bit, but it's all right. We can make do with what we got. <laughs> You'll have to imagine the fire. Oh, you should see me in my sleep apnea mask. I actually it, it, it recreates Bane pretty accurately. We haven't spoken in a while. How is that going for you? Uh, the sleep apnea mask. It's good. It's it um it destroys dreaming. Which is kind of what it's supposed to do. Uh-huh. Like uh, nine times out of ten, if you dream a lot, it's it's you're you're have sleep apnea, and every time you choke, you stop breathing. Your body shoots you full of adrenaline to re-engage your system to get you breathing again, and that keeps your brain sort of on this awake level, so it can never get too deep to sleep. That's why it shoots your blood pressure uh, okay, up, okay. And, you, and you dream all the time. So you put the sleep apnea mask on and just blink, and you're awake, but you feel a lot more refreshed. It does suck, though, because I always loved my adventure dreams that I would uh, have all yeah, night yeah. long. You're robbed of all the weirdness. I didn't know they were killing me. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a fair trade-off. Like, if that's what you get at the end of the day, it's like, hey, you know what? You get to build a fucking race car with, uh, <laughs> right? with Paul Newman. I mean, that sounds kind of fun. It kills you a little bit every second, but... Yeah, I mean, those eight hours sometimes feel like years when you're dreaming, so, I mean, it's, it's like a whole other life. And what are we talking? Oh, I think you're going to be able to hear some good background baby crying too on my ass. Uh, yeah. Baby crying. How's the dog? You got any dog barking? Uh, the dog went into his crate for this because he would have been thumping and humping and fucking around the whole time. Hey, so that's, he went, that's, that's also how I used to describe myself in high school. I was like, oh, you, hey, DC, what are you doing? Like, I'm just thumping and humping and fucking around. <laughs> around. Yeah. You and Henson are very similar in that regard. And how? And how, but um, oh my goodness! I can hear I can hear the little the little lungs of Italia screaming. She'll be the she'll be the new uh, Davy for the podcast. Oh yeah, uh, there you go. <laughs> How's she doing? Uh, she's good. She's um she's at that four month regression thing where like where like it was an uphill battle and it started to level out with her sleeping and her bitching and everything and then it just whoomp, it regressed back down and apparently that's pretty common at four months right so it's sort of like back to uh to her not sleeping too much and being kind of bitchy about everything she's got quite a little attitude on her that's for sure how much sleep did you lose uh, like in my in the last four months of my life. <laughs> yeah, because I think between the sleep apnea and a baby, like, are you just like oh god wired no, all the time in the corner? I'm just imagining. Remember what's her face and at the end of uh, Hereditary when she's up in the corner like <laughs> sawing her just without the piano wire, but with those dead sunken eyes just staring down. It's uh, well, actually, the thing is because I I got the sleep apnea machine about two months ago, so the first few months were like walking dead sort of insanity because I wasn't sleeping I wasn't getting rested I wasn't sleeping in the sleep I did get was like that I'm choking to death 36 times a fucking hour <laughs> <laughs> shooting adrenaline through my body getting my heart rate up um, but now it is it's a little better she's uh, especially because of the machine so I actually am rested with the sleep that I can get how big is this thing? 
I'm just uh, imagining you with like, because when I when you say sleep apnea machine, I know I'm not the only one picturing just like one of those hyperbolic chambers, like an iron <laughs> lung, and like Sam's just squeezed up next to you, like motherfucker, sleep I, apnea. I gotta say, it's 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 a nice little preview of the end of my life because <laughs> it's just like a full like mask that covers your nose and your mouth, and then straps around your head, and then a chin strap to hold your mouth shut, and then just a little box, a hose attached to a little box next the bed and so every time i'm laying in it i'm like this is like what a lot of people's last view of mm -hmm. me will be when this is oxygen is for my wicked like cancer god forbid <laughs> you know god I mean? forbid knock on wood and all that horse shit but there might be a moment in your twilight years where you're sitting there being like yeah this is familiar this is yeah <laughs> called this. it fucking called it <laughs> <laughs> know for anyone who smokes out there the the uh, smoking labels uh there's one where it's like emphysema i think or lung cancer or something and it shows a guy in a mask an oxygen mask yeah, yeah, yeah. that's that's basically it this sleep apnea mask Jeez, man well but it's it, it's awful <laughs> well godspeed to you yeah. is that and that's just a, that's just a from now on thing uh well if i want to keep my blood pressure low yeah, yeah. Because it was, just, it's just that. Because uh, I was like in the extreme high end range, where it was like thirty to forty times an hour, I was stopping breathing. Mm. So that's like thirty to forty times an hour adrenaline being shot through my body to like like paddle me back to life, to get me like living again and breathing again. So that was like just destroying every system in my body, right? But uh, so yeah, it's sort of a unless I like like. I, I imagine I could maybe circumvent it with some sort of surgery or something, uh -huh. or maybe like like become rake thin and eating nothing but vegetables might Red help too. Or some such noise, yeah. Right, like get like like uh, peak physical performance. Body, now here's where which... I'm gonna show my ignorance. Like there's no help at a sleep clinic for you. Oh, that's what I went to. I did the whole study and everything. They, but, During... they can just, but they can just analyze it. They can't like correct this in any way shape or form yeah no the correction is the machine apparently gotcha. at this point um but yeah i had to do the whole the whole thing they recorded me and had me up to all these electrodes they had goop all over my head in a brain uh scanning machine i felt like a <laughs> scanner darkly uh, yeah. and, and it was just all rigged up and they were like uh you 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 uh talk and mumble and snore and choke like constantly all night long it was so very awkward i'd be fascinated because I thought, oh man. <laughs> I oh, feel, can you hear that? I feel so fucking bad because I'm literally listening to a human being being like, where is my father? And I'm sitting there like, yeah, so this time on the TVs, what happened when I was smoking the weeds was like, I'm depriving a daughter of her fucking father. I feel like the worst human being on the planet right now. Well, the, the time allotted for podcasting was used figuring out how to podcast. Dude, for real. <laughs> Quite literally. That's okay. This could be just a nice little. What are we talking about this week, by well, the way? After on all the, the theme all the of time travel yeah. and children and collapsing bodies, <laughs> we're talking about Vondavision. The 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 Vondavision, yeah. This Vondavision uh, Disney Plus's new hit series starring Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany. The as first, the strangest couple you've ever. I'm sorry. Seen. The f it's the first, um, the first Marvel Studios TV show. Mm -hmm. the, the actual Marvel Studios. So, so you actually get reference. It's not like Luke Cage or Jessica Jones where you just say the event in New York City. You actually get fucking Paul Bettany as Vision saying, "I'm an yeah. Avenger." Like we can go, we can pull out all the stops here. Yeah, and it's not like uh, Agents of Shield where it's ABC production that gets a little licensing. This is this is straight up Kevin Feige, you know, hit the whole team putting it together, and I'm really enjoying it. I think it's they're doing a really good job. Pretty fun. I'm yeah. not. Like, it's it's hard not to enjoy it. Like. First, like the thing I'm that's I'm so surprised at is how well Elizabeth Olsen is holding down literally an avatar across five decades of television. Yeah, like just, that uh, version of Wanda she's playing. And, yeah, yeah. She, she can play Lucille Ball all the way up to uh, uh, Pam like from in, The Office. Pam it's, from it, The Office. It's yeah. pretty impressive, you know. Like, and then the mom from Malcolm in the Middle. I guess it was more like this last because it started. I guess it started with uh, very much the, uh, sort of a Dick Van Dyke show, and then the '60s was I, I, I dream guess of Genie. I Dream of Genie, and the '70s was sort of like a Brady Bunch yeah. kind of deal, and then yeah. the '80s was um, what was the '80s? Uh, I'm looking at it right now. Uh, let's they see. Did, 
the eighties and nineties because Malcolm in the Middle the was the nineties. Eighties whenever uh, Pietro showed up, um, but I can't remember. So I think they were just doing like a like the Michael J. It was very full, full house. house, like especially whenever the dog was in the sink and she walked in with that mom tone and put right. her hands on her fucking hips, or like, like Family Matters or all that all that kind of uh, eighties shit. Family Matters yeah. before it was the goddamn Urkel Circus, yeah, the Urkel Show, yeah. <laughs> And then uh, Malcolm in the Middle, and then finally, it seemed more like The Office. Uh, or, I'm not, sorry, not The Office, like, um, uh, what was I going to say? Like, um, Parks and Recreation? What yeah. was the one that seemed a little more like... It was the style I've of The Office, wa- but it felt more like the, the rip-offs of The Office. I never watched uh, Modern Family, but from what I've that's seen... That's it. Sorry, it, that's yeah, it. It reminded yeah. me a lot of Modern Family. Modern, that's what I was trying to think of. I've seen a few episodes of Modern Family, and it, that's sort of the tone I got from yeah. it. My and then I guess now they're in 2010, so the le- next two episodes just be a Marvel movie, I'm guessing. It'd be interesting because I don't know which, I don't like modern comedies. Um, yeah, I don't know, TV like, doesn't really exist anymore. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be interesting to see how meta they're going to go with it. Like, are they going to be as batshit as doing future comedies, or is it just going to, you know, the show's going to fold in on itself? Right, you know, or is like, it going to be? Is it going to transition into Marvel TV shows? Yeah. <laughs> like making fun. And I said that people, some people don't really like. There's a lot of negativity towards a Marvel TV show, but I keep kind of saying, um, like, who knew that serialized television would be the way to go for franchises based off of comic books and old serials yeah. like The Mandalorian <laughs> and and WandaVision. It's like, it seems kind of perfect, yeah. doesn't it? Well, I, my favorite was a lot of people were ridiculing this. I think it was Screen Rant that originally wrote it. Sorry, Screen Rant, if it's not you, but uh, um, <laughs> you're getting tagged in this one. They put up some article headline that was like, WandaVision proves once again why television is now just a boring of series adventures with, with a bunch of uh, clues but with no payoff. And the next panel, someone just put in uh, Peter Dinklage as the giant dwarf <laughs> from <laughs> Infinity War, and it just said, that's what television is. <laughs> and I'm like... Yeah. <laughs> but that, that's also what comic books are, Exactly. Right? Every month you get, you get your little snippet. Exactly, and this works perfectly for it. And um, the, I think that's why Mandalorian works so well, too, because, yeah. I mean, the 1920s and 30s serials, you'd go and watch a 20-minute show every week or two. It's insane to think you can get people to sit for two hours every single go to tell these stories. Like, sometimes you, you need little hills and valleys. But what I think yeah. is great, especially about streaming, is, like, I, I guess the, the three-act structure of uh, broadcast television is gone. I was re-watching Breaking Bad. We just did a whole thing of that. We mm. watched that, and I'm like... It's, it changes the writing style because you have to have a, a cliffhanger every, twice every episode. Yeah, for a commercial break. So it, just, it changes the dynamic of it. But with WandaVision you, or Mandalorian, you just buckle up. And then for 30 to minutes to an hour, it just you have to just let it take you wherever. And then whenever it cuts those credits, you're like, it's like you snap back to reality in a weird way. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. fuck. Oh, no, I need my fix. Like, what the hell, man? <laughs> You know, I have to say, in terms of WandaVision, I think it's going to be hard for me to go back to sitting through a two-hour movie version of these characters. Right. Like, right. to go... Because as much as Marvel pulled Unless off their... the story allows for it. Like, Civil War's long, but I will sit through that movie every goddamn time because I'm like, there's true. a lot of story to tell, and I like the story. There are the X factors, but, like, uh, like of the 23 Marvel movies, like, 19 of them are just the same movie. Yeah, sure, sure. With a different main character and a different villain, but the exact same beats, the exact same structure, I and the exact I same ending. I think I mentioned this, how Winter Soldier and the first Black Panther are the exact same movie. The exact same like, bloody right movie. There, like, they find out the organization they've been protecting the whole time is actually hiding a lie. There's an right. SUV chase. He finds out the main bad guy has a right. secret connection to him the entire time. Like, it's the right. same flick. And so Marvel has done a weird... I love them both. (laughs) But Marvel's done a weird shooting themselves in the foot by going, we're going to make some bizarrely original content that Mm. wouldn't fly in theater because we'd be too afraid that it it would uh, uh, alienate too many audience members. But on TV, we can kind of experiment and have fun with it. So it's going to be weird to go like, now let's go watch... Captain Marvel 2 where it's the same fucking movie again you're like oh okay the opposite will happen man like I have faith in like Sam Raimi you know like doing his Doctor Strange in terms of just being like maybe they'll just it'll push them to be like let's just start getting fucking weird with it like these guys like Guardians was a big 
win Gamble. for them because yeah, yeah they, and they they made out hard like bandits on those fucking movies because oh for sure like the, by pure virtue of the fact that you got to Infinity War and people are like this is just like Guardians of the Galaxy three with the Avengers you know mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. no one gave a fuck about like the original cast it was all about those guys really at towards like especially the, the end of the flick and everything. And but, uh, it, it sort of feels like the pandemic was a, and I apologize to anyone affected by this plague. No, um, I, I, yes, yes, it was a blessing in disguise for Marvel because the, the new slate of movies they had announced was so fucking boring. Well, taking it was a like, year okay. off after your big finales doesn't hurt. Yeah. people are starved for this for this universe exactly so you come back and you start peeling out 30 40 minutes a week it's yeah. fucking genius no. people are uh, like hotly abuzz about the universe all over but the one version and and i think i mentioned this in the end game podcast where i was like the last thing i'm ready to do is like it's it's sort of like marvel fed us a buffet of food and 20 minutes later was like you're ready to start the next buffet yeah like 10 years of movies i have to start another 10 year process to well, get to the next God, end game at the buffet someone fucking was serving bat soup and they were like right. we gotta shut this down for a bit uh but also like the perfect like little after dinner mint is one division where it's like it's not too much it's just this nice little dip back into the marvel universe mm-hmm. so i think just like fate and folly kind of got them into uh doing the right thing because by now what uh black widow would have been out yeah, I think um, would have been also been out, and I think I I think a lot of people probably would have felt like me of really you want me to commit to another decade good already, point. you know. That's a good so point. This is, yeah, this is a nice little easing in. It's like easing into a hot bath. That's a good know? point. Yeah, yeah. No, the thing I like the most about like the way they're doing this show right now is the only actually no the only gripe I have, and then I'll I'll go back to saying something nice. Mm. Is that the, the they? I think they should have dropped the first three episodes at once. That was the only problem. Like now, history will never have a problem with it because it's all at once. Yeah, it's all at once. But those first two episodes, I was kind of like, all right, come on, like, what's going on? What's yeah. the emotional stake here? Like, I get something weird and fucked up's happening, but like, just watching them shove through a puppet show has no what's emotional context. Yeah. yeah, the second you start introducing like Monica Rambo's back from the snap and her mother died of cancer while she was gone and now she has to go. I'm like, whoa, whoa, slow the fuck down. All of this is awesome. <laughs> this is awesome. Like fucking Randall Park is back. <laughs> fucking Kat Dennings is back and they're now my new favorite fucking trio. I'm like, you took all these peripheral characters and I, th- that, now I remember crammed them in, yeah. Now I remember what I was going to segue back to what you were saying about distancing themselves so much from Endgame. You get to cherry pick all these background characters. Like I've been saying, if you did a whole sh- movie just called The Away Team, yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's like Kat Dannings and like Jimmy Woo and fucking like Michael Pena from Ant-Man. And <laughs> just they're in there, yeah. Yeah, they're just like the B team, like, you know, they're like, what's happening? Oh, Captain America's teaming up with the X-Men to fight Galactus. Come on, we gotta go to Radio Shack and grab some batteries because they need them. And they're just, they just drive there and Michael Pena hangs out with Cat Dennings. Dude, I'm in. After this show, this universe is so dense, you can take the most peripheral characters and team them up. And they're so good to get. It's so watchable. Like, the people have been saying, give Jimmy Woo his own X-Files type show <laughs> where he just finds, you know, characters from the MC, from Marvel Comics. And I'm like, I would watch the fuck out of that. He's just he's just super polite and pointing out the uh, the toxic white man's uh, <laughs> being completely <laughs> wrong in everything he does. <laughs> that, was, that was vaguely agenda-ish. The only white dude in the hey, show is, like, dude, fucking I'll, evil. I'll, I'll take that over <laughs> fucking ramming down a team of super women running True. at the screen, man. It's at least they've learned their lesson. They're a little bit more subverted with their fucking message now. You know what I have to say, though? Um, speaking of, like, white male leads, um, I'm I'm not as excited for Falcon and Winter Soldier now because it doesn't look like it's going to have the bizarre originality of WandaVision. It looks more like it's going to be... Um, um, Winter Soldier on TV, mm. more of just an action show rather than a than Again, a high concept show. If the story is good, like Civil War, I remember going into it. I'm like, I just want to see Captain America punch Iron Man and vice versa. But then they served up a story that was pretty watchable, and I was like, fuck mm. me! Like I actually really like this movie. By the end of it, it was compelling. If they It'll can be pull that, to see where they go? Yeah. If they pull that trick again, where like they pull some shit between, because you got. 
What I love about those two characters is that they, they like each other because of Steve Rogers, but they hate each other because of Steve Rogers. Like they're, they're frenemies. Both, yeah, they're both Steve's best friends. So I'm like, if you have anyone manipulate that wedge between them, or you know he's going to come up. They're literally living in his shadow in the trailer and shit. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I, I, I don't know. There's a story there. You got a dude who's been brainwashed and shit. Like, that could, like, they, I mean, it's old oh, hat. Oh, they'll definitely you know? butt heads at some point in the yeah. show. You can't, that's just standard writing. You, they gotta have their fallout in order to team up again at the end. I, I have faith in those guys. Like, even, like, the most, I'm, I'm re-watching the MCU because WandaVision's got me all nostalgic for the films. Mm. And I'm like, even at their worst, it's like... A passable movie. <laughs> they're watchable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, this, this is a superhero movie. Like, they're all kind of, yeah, like, what do you expect? <laughs> they, they check the boxes at their worst. But when they're good, oh, man, like, they're so goddamn memorable. They make me feel like I did whenever I watched Star Wars as a kid, you know? Well, it's kind of hilarious that they, I, I imagine, unintentionally sort of created the perfect, like, 80s action movie structure where... Yeah. It is objectively slow and boring for the first hour and a half, but then it makes you earn the payoff yep. of the climax. Yep. Now it's just action scenes every five minutes. Yep. But when you look at the Marvel Cinematic Universe as a whole, it, it falls in the same way where it's yep. like, oh, you kind of have to get through these movies, but where it ends up is fucking awesome. I was comparing it a lot to Breaking Bad um, on a recent rewatch of the series of Breaking mm -hmm. Bad because... Again, if you were watching, uh, I think it's season four, and all of a sudden you just jumped in on this random episode where Gus, Pinkman, and Mike are going to the cartel, mm. you'd be like, what? I thought this show was about a high school teacher who <laughs> cooks crystal meth. Like, why do I give a fuck about this weird, like, Godfather subplot? But if you, if you earn it... You get there, yeah. You, you take the you, journey. Those emotional stakes on all those characters are, are way more relevant. Mm -hmm. And that's what I found was so interesting with, with the Marvel Universe is that they were able to do that to the point where, like, they made their main villain at the climax of the story the most interesting fucking character in the second last movie. Mm -hmm. Like, you wouldn't have thought going into Iron Man that, like, you're going to love Thanos. <laughs> like, right, yeah. Oh, he's going to be downright empathetic whenever you get to that guy, you know? Like... And I think at this point in the conversation, should we say spoilers and talk a little bit more about some details yeah, of WandaVision? Yeah, let's do some spoilers. Yeah, yeah. Do some spoilers. So was this their way of introducing the X-Men, or was that just a fun little cameo? I think they're very good. Remember the whole Infinity Gauntlet fake? Right. They know how to sit on a thing. Yeah. And I think this is them just putting their foot in the door and be like, hey, you know what? Don't say we didn't say it once, because we did. Yeah. Who knows where it's going to go? You know, like there's uh, people are already saying there's a bunch of Fox properties that might be showing up. Like Reed Richards is rumored to be the astrophysicist. Oh, okay. It's, it's Interesting. The big yeah, it's the big one. Okay. Um, so it, it, it definitely is them being like, we're getting there. We know. Yeah. We're getting we're there. Getting there. So I imagine it's going to be that whoever this, I guess it's Mephisto or whoever this woman is going to end up being as the villain of the series, which is revealed Chris, in the most recent episode. Agatha. Agatha. It was Agatha all along. All along. That fucking theme song, dog. Oh, my God. Her little Agatha song. Let but me just say I, right now. Because it's going to come up, because I can't not say it. I got a huge crush on Catherine Hahn. <laughs> so her being all coy, wearing them, like, naughty jeans with the, the bejeweled butt that's naughty <laughs> on it. And, like, even that Monta Agatha all along. And she does that little coy wink to the camera the when wink, she's talking yeah, yeah. to Vision in the car. I am like, you are just a fucking <laughs> piece of work. Like, a masterpiece. You just keep being you. Like, Anchorman... Fucking stepbrothers, like that. So everyone woman. listening, go Google her nudes and listen to the podcast while looking at those photos. I mean, <laughs> I, uh, unfortunately, I can't stop you. I would recommend watching one of her works, like uh, the like I just mentioned, the stepbrothers. But if you're gonna go fappening on it, hey Jack, you're gonna um, go, just go straight. Yeah, hey, it's not fappening when it's uh, in, from a movie. It's not like some stolen shit. Can you guys hear that? That's Jack. Why don't you meowing? She's chirping up and she's saying, don't do that. That's fucked up. I <laughs> but, can't stop uh, you, but that's fucked up. I wonder, though, if Agnes brought him, brought in the Quicksilver from another universe. And that's going to sort of lead into Doctor Strange. If they're actually going to go that far as to explain that. Now, or if it's just going to be it. a nice little cameo. Yeah. It's I like, I needed a face, so I just brought him in. Yeah. That's, I think, the way to do it. Because it, it would be kind of, because everyone was thinking, like, remember when she's like, I had a brother who was very far away. Maybe she just 
thought really hard and whisked them in from another dimension. But if it was just right. Agnes being like, I don't give a fuck. I need a Pietro. I'm yep. stealing a Pietro. I I would buy that. Yeah, I just need a face for the Pietro. Yeah, yeah. I need a Quicksilver. I don't care which one. If it's the Quicksilver, yeah. Yeah, yeah she's going to fucking buy it because I got the, her on like a fucking knife's edge here. And Elizabeth Olsen keeps saying there's going to be a cameo <clears throat> that will rival Luke Skywalker from The Mandalorian. So depending on now, you have to dissect that by saying what's her perspective. So like from her I perspective, because think- I think the only one that could rival uh, Luke showing up would be if Hugh Jackman as Wolverine showed up. Other yeah, than that, see, it's just going to be. But nothing will reach that level of like, oh my god, it's Luke fucking Skywalker. Nothing else could quite reach that level. Like even if Tony Stark showed up, you're like, well, obviously he's part of the universe. You know what I mean? Like so, I doubt it will be. I think she's hyperboiling it, and it's probably going to be Captain Marvel or something. I think that- if I remember the quote right, they baited her. Did they bait her? The interview was like, is there something so amazing like the cameo of Luke Skywalker and the Mandalorian in the show? And she was like, yeah. Sure. There's a cameo. <laughs> Maybe she was talking about Pietro. Who yeah, knows? No, I, if I'm not mistaken, that's pretty much like I, I could be totally wrong. Who knows? On Friday, like another crazy cameo might show up. But I'm 90% sure it's one of those situations where they just baited her. Like, is this something so amazing going to blow each other? And she was getting a car, and she was like, sure, what? And then they were like, there it is, confirmation that Hugh Jackman is going to show up in fucking WandaVision. I do feel like there is going to be some more big characters that are going to show up, because uh, what's her name? The, the woman there is always texting someone. So whoever that someone is she's texting yeah. is probably going to be somebody. Yeah, I think, I, the, I think the astrophysicist is going to be somebody. I think... Agnes might be working for somebody else, which could be interesting. Maybe an, an Ultron will show up. They have mentioned Ultron. I can't help but notice, not only have they mentioned Ultron a bunch in the last episode, at least twice, after the episode ended, it says, because you watched this episode, you might like to watch Age of Ultron. I'm like, what are you trying to tell me, Disney? Yeah, like, right. You know, yeah. I, I think I, would be, I wouldn't be surprised if he showed up at this point. It never made sense to me that this fucking robot that was like this omnipotent AI went out in the world and died in a meteor crash because a bunch of people punched it to death. And like then it, Vision, it, Vision it, killed the last one. Yeah, it didn't hide in a satellite orbiting the planet or on a kid's smartphone. Like, yeah, just no. some piece of programming. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that age of Ultron that lasted a couple days. <laughs> that <laughs> month of Ultron tops. Yeah, Jesus, twenty-four hours of Ultron tops. That was a fucking nightmare. Did you see that? I was almost <laughs> late for work. Anyway, hey, speaking of uh, age of Ultron, Joss Whedon's really getting rung right now, eh? Oh, uh, boy. Brown you coats got, unite and let you, us all yeah. fucking take a knee for the fallen Joss Whedon as he slowly bathes in cancel culture. The thing is, um, it doesn't seem like he's getting any sort of like sexual assault allegations. Everyone's just saying he's a dick. The but Michelle like, Trashenberg thing is suspect. Is it? Yes. Have you heard? Did you see that? Maybe I didn't see that one. <clears throat> she Instagrammed. Uh, she also has terrible punctuation. She writes periods <laughs> in very strange places in places. her sentences, <laughs> and I just don't understand why. Like, <laughs> anywho, not to undermine her for mess. I'm not trying to fucking shame her. She, like, I mean, Euro Trip is fantastic. <laughs> I like her work. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, respect, mm-hmm. respects mm-hmm. due there. Harry et cetera, et cetera. Harry et cetera, et cetera. Um, yes, yes. There was a rule on the set of Buffy that a then 16 to 18-year-old Michelle Trachtenberg, quote, wasn't allowed to be in the room alone with Joss. Interesting. I wonder if he visited Epstein Island the way everyone else did. You know what I noticed as I'm slowly working my way through this MCU marathon? Mm. For a character that he tried to, they really empowered, especially like when you get to Endgame and she sacrifices herself... Black Widow's the worst in Joss Whedon's movies. Oh, for sure. Like, she interrogates men by crying. (laughs) She then proceeds in the next one to declare herself a monster because she had a hysterectomy. Yeah. And you're like, um, that, just because you can't have children doesn't make you a monster. Maybe she was just desperate to be the center of attention. She's like, you're a Hulk, but I, I can't have kids. That's as bad no, as no, being no. a Hulk. Because <laughs> I'm thinking about, if we're staying about the weeding of it all, him writing those words. And I'm like, oh, yeah, what yeah, yeah. fucking was going through your goddamn bald head? Yeah. You crazy falling into a pair of tits joke using motherfucker? Like, Do you remember when Joss Whedon, um, I don't remember what movie it was. I think it was like, I don't remember what damn movie it was. It might have been that Natalie Portman one where she found... 
um, where there was that like ca- alien cancer growing on the planet, and they had to go into it, and it was oh, um, oh my god, I can't remember the name of that movie. I love that movie with the bear. There was, with this, the bear, the fucking bear. bear. I love that um, movie. I think it was that movie, or maybe it was a rival. But the point is that he went and um, uh, tweeted a picture of it was a rival because it was Jeremy Irons, Jer- not Jeremy Irons, Jeremy Renner on the book cover yes. for Arrival, and he was like, I thought it, like a strong woman led this film, but. And he was just trying to get attention, but it was a series of books. They published each character on a, on the cover to inspire collectors to buy them all. So there was an Amy Adams one. There was a Jeremy Renner one. There was, like, a, a one of just a spaceship. But he just took a picture of the Jeremy Renner one and tried to turn it into, like, a, a feminist thing. <laughs> so when you're that desperate, it does feel like maybe you got some... Some skeletons in your closet you're trying to keep quiet. You know what I mean? I find so sketchy about it. I'm kind of gross. Not kind of gross. It's fucking disgusting. <coughs> Should these allegations be true and, like, Jesus Christ, it's starting to look like it. When Sarah Michelle Geller was like, mm, <laughs> I stand with these people, I was like, dude, she was, he, she was his fucking poster girl for a long right. time. Like, he doesn't have yeah. a career without that woman. And right. she's like, and, and in theory, she doesn't have a career without him. So to say, like, to actually call him out is yeah. a big deal. Yeah. yeah. So... I don't know. Should these allegations be true? It's pretty gross that for a long time, we unfortunately praised him as this pioneer of women and strong female characters. And he just went, yeah, no. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, I'm pretty touchy-feely. I'm pretty good about writing strong female characters. Hey, Michelle, where you going? Hold on. Wait for Jossie. And it's like, dude. Ugh. Can you just picture him jerking off as he writes those dialogues? Exactly. <laughs> like, and again, like, you, and look at the characters in Firefly. You got Inara, who, like, oh, my goodness. Like, yeah, I get she has to be a... I, I don't really get why she has to be a sex worker other than it gets her connections to high-up people. Like, I don't you, really You know how the, he... He either writes women as men or sex objects. Yeah. Either, like yeah, his, it's very he, dichotomous. His equality woman is to write a man's dialogue, but give it to a woman. It's almost you know like I mean? he just writes a bunch of dudes and then just closes his eyes and picks one. He's like, Jim right? is now Jane. <laughs> he puts one of those dunking birds on the keyboard to pick which <laughs> ones are female and which ones are male. Now that you say that, because I love Zoe, but yeah, they do just write her like, there's nothing It's just a dude. Her. It's just a dude, yeah. Wash is more, quote-unquote, feminine than she yeah. is. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is why they're the most fucking shippable fucking couple in sci-fi. God bless them. Until he's impaled through a spike by a bunch of Ravengers. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Fuck you, Joss. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Anyways, back to the Wanda. The WandaVision. Did he ever... Yeah, he guess he he, he brought her into the franchise with uh, Ultron. Uh, Age of Ultron, and then killed off Pietro because uh, (laughs) as as a fuck you to Fox. Because that was back when they were still... Remember when Marvel had all the X-Men and Spider-Man pulled from their comics? They actually ordered their writers to stop writing X-Men and Spider-Man because they wanted to devalue the brand so they could try and buy it back from Fox. I see. Now they got us. Yeah, no, Marvel is, is a corporation. They're evil against well, everyone else. And also because they were the underdog for so goddamn long. I'm sure they're yeah. like, listen, daddy's got to eat. Stan needs new glasses, bro. Like, we got to yeah. fucking make moves. Excelsior. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, WandaVision is, is, I don't know. It's hard to just talk about it because each episode is so vastly different from the one previous we rapid fire through them all we got the first one is the is the dick van dyke show basically he even doesn't trip over the ottoman he walks right through it yes. get it <laughs> you know my favorite part of that one uh is of course the dark moment where uh they're at the table hell and she's just stop it um what's yeah. her name deborah joe rub from fucking that 70s show right, yeah, yeah. just because it's kitty and you're like i've watched you for years and you've never been this unsettling like kitty yeah. stop it stop it like i don't like this it just started with these yeah these little these little hint awful creepy moments kept peppering in i I rewatched it recently what i love in those first couple episodes with the laugh track is sometimes the audience laughs at stuff that's not supposed to be in the show quote unquote right right yeah like like, uh catherine hong would be like should we take that again the audience kind of goes ha 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 and it's like right why are they laughing who are these people? Why are they enjoying the discomfort? This is so creepy. Like, it makes it that, more unsettling in a weird way. That was my first clue that, that I theorized that she was going to be the villain because she was the only character that wasn't, that was breaking that fourth wall with her. Mm. 
the only one to, that was willing to be like, should we take that again, take it from the top? I was like, wait, no other yes. side character has yeah. done that yet. The Finding the dead puppy in the yard, that same episode is kind of a big red flag, but the one, oddly enough, that I was like, okay, that's that's it, is whenever, remember Norm, poor Norm, who that vision works with? Right, the guy he wakes up for a second? As a cinematography nerd, you can probably empathize with this. What I love about this show is that they've made the genre of cinematography unsettling. They'll be doing a three-camera sitcom, yeah. a vision in the workplace, and the second it starts to zoom or pan around him, you're like, ugh. You know ugh, this. Yeah. Something's wrong. We're inside the universe now. Something's fucking creepy. And just that subtlety is so fucking unsettling. Oh, uh, yeah. Even playing with the, with the aspect ratio is, yes. is so great. I wish yeah. it was a little bit more subtle, but, like, I get the... Every time it happens, like, it happens. Yeah, you kind of have to drive it home. But it was when poor Norm, he snaps him out of it, and he's like, "She keeps doing this. She won't let us do stuff." But he never says Wanda. Right, they're keeping it vague. So I was like, knew. if it was Wanda, they'd fucking say Wanda. Yeah, and for there's sure. only one other female character who's been consistently in every episode of the show. And then whenever the kids came along, she's always making excuses to fucking hang out with the kids. She sprays yep. them some shit, makes them grow really quickly, and I'm like. Come on, man. Witches love kids. Hey, if, if this is, yeah, they do. If this is going to follow the House of M at, in a, a little bit, like take uh, cues from House of M, those kids do not have a bright future ahead of them. Hey, listen, we're talking about a franchise where half the fucking universe just fucking died. So you died, know what? Yeah. Suck it up. <laughs> hey, you know what? I just thought of this. Wouldn't it be sweet? Because Wanda is, like, modern Wanda is known the most for saying no more mutants. And getting rid of all the mutants. Wouldn't it be fascinating if the MCU flipped it and she's the one who brings the mutants into the MCU? I think a lot of people have been espousing that. Yeah? Um, that would be really interesting. It would kind of fuck with... Uh, but, like, the only problem with that theory is that you can't then do a lot of characters. Like, Wolverine's whole story is, like, he fought in a bunch of wars as a mutant and he couldn't die. Mm -hmm. Or, like, Storm was a weather witch who was cast out of, you know, now they retconned it to Wakanda, but, you know what I mean? Like, unless all the mutants are going to be, like, 20, <laughs> oh, I <just laughs> which figured, I don't like, want to see, you know? I, I just figured that she would be responsible for ripping open... Oh, just like the, a wormhole that the they dimen Opening up the dimension into the universe where there are mutants yeah, sure. would be kind of interesting. Because isn't, isn't that what... Ha I'm not sure, because I never read House of M, but wasn't that she didn't get rid of them because all the mutants are back. Like, she didn't destroy them. They sort of just were shifted away. Or, like, went to, like... them, like, in another dimension. They all came Dimension back. or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They always all come back. So it'd be interesting to see, like, like somehow related to Pietro, too, of, like, uh, of where did you come from or something, and it just rips open that, that portal, you know? And then X-Men start flooding through. That would be really... That'd be interesting. An interesting way be. to go about it. Second episode <laughs> <laughs> was the sixties. Uh, sixties, the the magic trick episode, which was mm -hmm. pretty fucking great. That I was very. It. No, no, was the magic trick episode the, the yes, second it one? Yep. Oh, it was okay. Yeah, and that was the chewing gum and shit. That was more like a bewitched. Yeah, yeah. when was they introduced Geraldine, who turns out to be daughter uh, uh Monica Rambo. Right. Or, no, it is Monica. I can't remember her mom's name. I am not familiar with her at all because I, I didn't really ever... I watched Captain Marvel for the podcast and I watched, like, just... Uh, I skimmed... I couldn't... It was so fucking boring. Yeah, no, dude. I, I, I only remember it because, like, there was only so many black female leads in this fucking series that when I see one, I'm like, oh, God, what's her name? I have to remember her because, Rambo. good Lord, you sprinkle them in. It's been Okoye <laughs> and Valkyrie and that took, like, 11 years, so... <laughs> Jesus, it's about time. <laughs> But I guess, so she is the little girl from Captain Marvel. The one who was helping her pick out her outfit. That's Pick out her girl. outfit. And I what, do, is she and has I, powers, I'm guessing? Or did yes. the power, going through Wanda's, or the Mephisto, or whoever she is, barrier, is that what gave her, is that implied that gave her powers? Or yes. did she already have powers? No, I think what happened is, I think the implication, it, I think they actually might have brought it up in, in one of the other episodes. Maybe some of it well, she got from Captain Marvel and Wanda activated it. Maybe because her x-ray had no internal organs, remember? But that was after she came out the first time. So I came think out it of fucked it. her up a little bit. And then the second time, obviously, that was a great sequence. I enjoyed it. Going through the thing. But, like, I love the way, because, well, 
get too fucking specific, but as a psychedelic fan, just the part where she split into like four different people, like two were her mother and two were her and shit. Right, right, right. I was like, that is such a real moment of just feeling that channel of just like, oh, no, you, you're, we're all just the same consciousness experiencing itself subjectively, to quote Bill Hicks. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? But like it, that moment, and then she snaps back together and like her powers locked in. I was, that whole sequence, I don't know. I thought that was fucking really well done. Yeah, it was it was visually very entertaining for sure, definitely. It was really powerful. Um, I love that. Uh, so what was episode three? Episode three was one where Doctor Nielsen shows up and they give birth to the uh, babies. Geraldine's just disappears at the end. He's like, oh, she had to go home. But that it was the seventies one. Yeah, the seventies one. And she first gives birth to the twins. Yeah, and so that was the Brady Bunch, pretty much. Pretty basically. much, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. loosely, uh, yeah. the most comparable one. And then um, the next one was where they pretty much just I don't did they even show much of the TV show I think that one was completely outside the dome they were just yeah like that was uh, what was it actually the episode was called like we interrupt, we interrupt this program, program. Yeah. and it was all outside the show which uh, god damn I'm sorry you need to sprinkle some of that in from day one for me I was like yeah. you need to give me some context but regardless a, better late than of, never a lot of people were complaining that that like killed the momentum of the show but my argument was like. Like, take Stranger Things and you make the second last episode after Cliffhanger, you know, Eleven goes on an adventure in the city, isn't quite the same as literally the center point, like the yeah. middle midpoint of the series being like, okay, now this is what's going on. For those of you who might not have gotten sure. what's happening, I don't think that really killed the uh, the momentum at all, especially as they were standalone episodes, essentially, right? It's my only nip. If I could have restructured it, I would have given a little bit more clues for context as to what were going on in the first two episodes instead of just mm -hmm. a straight up sitcom uh, and then rushing all that like context into episode Exposition. four. Be yeah, yeah, being like, okay, here's what's happening. Because once I was invested, I'm in. Now I'm all for the weirdness and shit. I right, just right. wish there was a little bit more peppered in earlier on. Now the structure of the show is great. That's 50% outside, 50% inside. Because there's a compelling context for it. You realize what's happening to Wanda. In the first like episode, when they're at the dinner and he's like, why are you here, damn you? Why? She's like, uh, uh. And I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> right. Yeah, you know what right, I mean? Right. I'm like, I don't care why either of you are here. But now we know it's some sort of fucked up PTSD thing where when you right. really think about it, she lost her parents, she lost her brother, she lost her husband. This woman saw half the universe die and she was resurrected. She's like, I'm just fucking done. Right. Bad I'm, shit. I'm yeah. tapped out. And there is the question of whether or not she made a deal with the devil, quote unquote, exactly. in order to get Vision back because evil whitey dude was trying to turn him into a weapon, mm -hmm. is, which is what we learned in the most recent episode. That's right. The sentient weapon thing. Yeah. Whatever it is. Um, and then, uh, so on the fifth one, um, that's where we get to the 1980s one. Whenever the boys age up, they get the dog yep. and all that noise. And they go on, uh, and they go Halloweening, and he's yelling devil spawn at them and stuff, which is that's another right. pretty big clue. No, 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 that's the next one. This is the one where it, uh... They, oh, they it ends with Pietro it's, showing it's, up. Yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah. This one's just the one with the dog. I think this one has that awesome moment. I love that fucking unsettling-ass shit where they're getting in an argument, and the credits start rolling. Oh, yeah, yeah, and you won't let the actual credits roll. It's yeah. so good that moment because you're just like as yes you're programmed as a 90s kid to be like no everything should be resolved right now right right why are like, they what's still happening? what's it's, happening it's getting worse they're still yelling like i was like my brain, it's a when, mind fuck i love that moment <laughs> yeah and that's when vision's really starting to figure out like something's fucking up i don't know what i don't have memory but something's I wrong i forgot here. about to mention paul Bettany's performance because i have loved that guy ever since like gangster number one back in the mm -hmm. day and, like, to see him, like, being charismatic and funny, the goofy fucking dad, and then going mm. to, like, I can't remember anything. Right, he's, right. like, breaking down. I'm like, holy shit, he's good in this show. Yeah, yeah. He's taking it so seriously. I loved that moment where he's outside the barrier, and he's like, help. And you think he's just asking for help from himself. He's like, the people need help. And yeah, you're like, yeah, yeah. Fuck, I love Vision. Like, well, I love, too, like, just the, the idea of being on the outside of, of you just walk up to this giant red barrier and then yeah. a, a thing shoots out of it and starts screaming for help and being dragged back in. Like, what a horror movie moment that was. Yeah, yeah. You realize, oh, these super-powered people are terrifying. But they 
all knew what it was. Like, it was Creepy McGee was all like, well, he really wants out, doesn't he? Well, you know what right. I mean? He knew exactly what was going on. But just, like, imagine being a soldier in that moment of, like, yeah. uh, the, uh, the guy who died five years ago is coming out of a portal and screaming. Dude, the army said this internship was just for the summer. They didn't say anything about, like, fucking vibranium androids crawling out of fucking holographic domes. Fuck this. Right, right. The credit's not worth it. I'm fucking done. I am out. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, I think that that was the next one. The next one's Pietra's back. The Halloween episode. Pietra's back. That's yeah. the Halloween one, and that's when when you kind of well, that's when you th- are tricked into thinking maybe it is all Wanda because she expands the border to well, save and, Vision and from and trying to escape. Pietra's like, "How you doing? All this? She's, you're not mad? You know, right. she pretty much full up admits to it. Yeah. But again, she can't remember how it all began." She's just not sure. She sold her soul to the devil or whatever it's going to end up being, yeah. Right. Because that, that little dungeon at the at the last episode that she went into, mm-hmm. I'm guessing it's it, I'm guessing it's going to be Mephisto, who is Marvel's devil. It right. kind of seems like it's going to be, right? Or is it, it just going to be is, Agnes? Is Agatha, I'm wondering, is <laughs> Agatha Harkness related? Did she work for the devil in the comics? I don't really know that character, to be honest. I don't know it. her at all, yeah. So I'm wondering, like, did she work for the devil or is she just a witch? Like, we have wizards, for God's sakes, and she has a spooky book just like Doctor Strange why can't she fucking just be right. a, a witch just like Wanda or maybe she is just another another witch yeah that could be your segue because like you know the book that she had looked very similar to the one that Doctor Strange has is in the in the shackles in the film right so right. if she's able to get the exact same powers that he has she could be he she could be the bridge between WandaVision and and Doctor Strange like we both have to stop this renegade witch or what have you and do you think there's going to be some Infinity Stone connection where, where because one was in Vision's head, is her, yeah. what's her ultimate plan here? Yeah. I've been wondering that. So, like, did she just recreate one that's made out of fucking, like, it's like a cubic zirconia? or He's stuck in his head? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he tries what to fire a beam out of it, and just this sad white clear goo comes out, and he's like, ah! But then, now we know of, like, they are definitely going ahead with multiverses, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. That would mean that there is an infinite number of Infinity Stones out there. In oh, other good point. Realities, right? That's a really good point. So maybe she drew that in. Oh man, that's I didn't even think of that. Yeah, it's because they're really going down the, the multiverse avenue here. Interesting. Hmm. Well, I guess so, we, got, we got two episodes left. Each one's an hour. We got so that's a whole hundred and twenty minutes. A whole basically, we got a movie left to talk about. Yeah. That's right. And uh, I apologize because I got to cut the episode short because I have a screaming kid and a phone that's about to die. You don't have to apologize. I was saying this before the show, dude. I feel so terrible because I'm I'm sitting here talking about superheroes and witches. But (laughs) you you fucking have a child, sir. Like, (laughs) good lord. Who has uh, just one person up there Talia, why are you crying? I can't remember my father's face. (laughs) Where was he? Is he dead? Is he he gone? (laughs) No, he was just 20 feet away in the basement. (laughs) I don't have object permanence. For all I know, he's dead. I, I, I don't know where he is. <laughs> That's they invented what's going the Disney on. Plus and he just disappeared. <laughs> disappeared forever. <laughs> forever and ever. <laughs> all right. Uh, you go, yeah. do, sir. I got to go do me, and we're going to, like, um, again, we're going to try and do more of these podcasts now that we have this set up for everyone listening because it's been like two months since we've done one. Yeah. So this will be the first part of our WandaVision one. We're going to finish off the WandaVision in two weeks. At least, maybe we'll have one in between. Who and knows? Hopefully, we can start catching up on a bunch of stuff. Start catching up on a bunch of shit. I'll just do what I can to try and like just shoot me a message of like, hey, let's watch this, and I'll try and squeeze it in one sure. night and and watch it. We basically the thing that calms her. Her white noise is we have Star Trek: The Next Generation on loop. Oh, nice. Maybe I can go through that. It's pretty fun because there's there's 177 episodes and we've gone through in the last four months we just have it on Netflix in the background all the time. It's the white noise that lulls her now, oh, and it's dude. gone just from episode one to episode 177 like five times now. We've I gone love through that. it. You know how yeah. like that white noise of like just like you know the council's bleeping and shit's gonna be like so Pavlovian for her. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> you can it's just really it, great. Put it on a loop in the in the nursery. It's like that. It's like that. Or then at night uh, when we're just playing. Uh, on night shift and stuff, I put on just Mozart, uh, just to, like I'm like grow your brain, 
Grow your brain. Fuck that next gen. <laughs> all the time. All the, all the time. With the Patrick Stewart narration. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, to calm her down sometimes, you just have to put on the theme for the show, and she'll, like, quiet That's down. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, That's it's pretty hilarious. great. She's going to hate it when she's older. Oh, yeah. She's going to be like, you brainwashed me into loving this Star Wars bullshit. I hate oh, yeah. you so much. With how nerdy her parents are, she is going to be, like, a cheerleader slut for sure. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Uh, I hope, like, this is the audio clip they play in court one day. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! Oh no! Uh, no. It's on record now. All right, bro. All right. Well, yeah. It's good to talk to you and to all those listening. It was good to talk at you. I miss you, and I miss all of you. Yeah, I miss you and all of you as well. And uh, once this goddamn pandemic's over, apparently there'll be um, uh, widespread uh, uh, vaccinations in August. So we got we got a while still. We got the summer to get through. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, once that's over, we can actually do this shit in person again and. And all that jazz. All right, and let's hope the movie industry maybe gets fired back up. Yeah, well, let's I guess everything. Let's all go see Tenet yeah. again. Again and again. I still haven't seen Tenet. No. I try. I got it on video, home video. I'm, try, I'm going through it piece by piece with the subtitles on because you know the sound. Um, yeah. And it's, it's, I'm not pretty sure Christopher Nolan's deaf. I think that's the thing. <laughs> I, you know, I, I'm watching it with way less whiskey in my system, so I'm a little less judgmental, a little less like, fuck you, why is Kenneth Branagh a fucking Russian? <laughs> like, I'm a little bit more like, okay, what's the plot actually? <laughs> what's actually happening here? It's his hateful eight. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're just like, wow, you went hard on this one, dude. <laughs> really like, oh my God. I don't know. It's like, it's like Zack Snyder hates color and 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 uh, christopher nolan hates sound apparently but they, it's weird his mix but oh, anyways can, that, yeah. I, can i say one last thing about wandavision that's the thing that mm. fucked with my head because uh, you know again psychedelics rea- and realities and such the opening credit sequence were the superheroes did you know some of them are blacked and blacked out like iron man was black and white and captain america i think was black and white on the newest episode on the newest one okay and i thought i was having a stroke i was like what the f- because I thought War Machine was in the opening credits. I'm like, why would they put War Machine first? It's always been Iron Man. And then I rewound it. He's black and white. And then a Captain America. Or like, one of the other ones is black and white. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? The so episode goes me. on. You find out she's kind of glitching. So right. things are turning so black and white. Glitchy. Including yeah. the opening title sequence. Titles, yeah. They don't fucking tell you that. Yeah. I was honestly <laughs> watching it like, I should I call it a fucking doctor? Because I rewound it three <laughs> times. And that character is fucking red and yellow. And I've watched this a lot. I know these opening credits. Oh, the, the Marvel logo for every episode is very specific to the was, events going on in that episode. Yeah, It was breaking my brain, dude. Yeah. And then once the episode got rolling, I was like, thank Jesus. Yeah. Oh, my God. All I, those little touches really make it uh, a little high, elevate a little higher than just TV I do love that the last thing you see in the Marvel logo is Chadwick Boseman Black Panther exploding the little thing before, right before it fades out oh okay it's yeah yeah right right touch. I little touch little touch in there yeah. ah, nice and uh, I just noticed Tony Stark was replaced with he's always been the first scene of him with, uh, as Iron Man and now it's his last scene it as is. Iron Man yes uh, yeah 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 it's a nice so little good. touch but yeah, okay. if you put that title card on a movie like fucking eight years ago, people are like, what the fuck was that? What's happening? What, what the fuck happening? was that? Was he snapping? His, was that an Infinity Gauntlet? Did he have a gauntlet of some sort? Yeah. Shit? <laughs> <laughs> All right, go, go, go. You gotta go. All right, I gotta go. I gotta go. And um, I guess you can extra it up for me, Mister. All right, guys. So thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time on another Space Action Podcast. Bye. Sweet. <laughs>